This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today I have a short reflection by Archbishop Fulton Sheen on today's Feast on the Traditional Calendar. We mark today the Feast of the Circumcision of Our Lord. On the new calendar, it is the Feast of Mary, Mother of God, a more recent liturgical calendar innovation. I don't actually have anything against the new liturgical calendar's feast today, per se, but I do think the circumcision of the Lord is something to reflect upon, and Archbishop Sheen offers a short reflection that we should carry with us today. So please, remember to go to Mass. Have a blessed day. The Circumcision by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Eight days later, the time came to circumcise him, and he was given the name of Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. See Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Circumcision was the symbol of the covenant between God and Abraham and his seed, and took place on the eighth day. Circumcision presumed that the person circumcised was a sinner. The babe was now taking the sinner's place, something he was to do all through his life. Circumcision was a sign and token of membership in the body of Israel. Mere human birth did not bring a child into the body of God's chosen people. Another rite was required, as recorded in the book of Genesis. God said to Abraham, For your part you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, generation by generation. This is how you shall keep my covenant between myself and you and your descendants after you. Circumcise yourselves, every male among you. See Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 to 11. Circumcision in the Old Testament was a prefiguring of baptism in the New Testament. Both symbolize a renunciation of the flesh with its sins. The first was done by wounding of the body, the second by cleansing the soul. The first incorporated the child into the body of Israel, the second incorporates the child into the body of the new Israel or the church. The term circumcision was later used in the scriptures to reveal the spiritual significance of applying the cross to the flesh through self-discipline. Moses, in the book of Deuteronomy, clearly spoke of circumcising the heart. Jeremiah also used the same expression. St. Stephen, in his last address before being killed, told his hearers that they were uncircumcised in head and ears. By submitting to this rite, which he need not have done because he was sinless, the Son of God made man satisfied the demands of his nation, just as he was to keep all the other Hebrew regulations. He kept the Passover. He observed the Sabbath. He went up to the feasts. He obeyed the old law until the time came for him to fulfill it by realizing and spiritualizing its shadowy prefigurement of God's dispensation. In the circumcision of the divine child, there was a dim suggestion and hint of Calvary in the precious surrendering of blood. The shadow of the cross was already hanging over a child eight days old. He would have seven bloodsheddings, of which this was the first, the others being the agony in the garden, the scourging, the crowning with thorns, the way of the cross, the crucifixion, and the piercing of his heart. 
But whenever there was an indication of Calvary, there was also some sign of glory. And it was at this moment when he was anticipating Calvary by shedding his blood that the name of Jesus was bestowed on him. A child only eight days old was already beginning the bloodshedding that would fulfill his perfect manhood. The cradle was tinged with crimson, a token of Calvary. The precious blood was beginning its long pilgrimage. Within an octave of his birth, Christ obeyed a law of which he himself was the author, a law which was to, to find its last application in him. There had been sin in human blood, and now blood was already being poured out to do away with sin. As the East catches at sunset the colors of the West, so does the circumcision reflect Calvary. He must begin redeeming all at once. Cannot the cross wait? There will be plenty of time for it. Coming straight from the father's arm to the arms of his earthly mother, he is carried in her arms to his first Calvary. Many years later, he will be taken from her arms again, after the bruising of the flesh on the cross, when the father's work is done. <laughs>